Hello and welcome to the How to Trade Like a Pro podcast. I'm Wieland Alt and in this episode I have invited Mr. Dirk Kuczewski from Germany. With Dirk I have spoken about his way to become a trader, how professional trading looks like and what you have to take care of when you start with trading. Before we start, please take a closer look to the show notes and read the disclaimer carefully. And now let's go. I'm here together with Dirk Frischewski. Dirk is a trader, technical analyst, and an expert when it comes to trading, analysis, markets. And therefore, this is reason enough to get into touch and discuss about trading, life, and markets. Welcome, Dirk. I'm happy to welcome you in my podcast. Hi, Wieland. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. And as things I mean, traditional, I always like to ask all of my guests how everything started. So how, how did you start trading? What, is, what were your first steps when you entered the markets and when you became a technical analyst? Well, starting from the beginning, I would simply say um, you all know that huge newspapers from the former times, you see something like the, the German newspaper, for example, the FAZ, which is a Frankfurt worldwide known newspaper. And you got all these lines with stock informations from the from A to Z. And you are simply questioning yourself, what the heck is that? When your dad was simply using that kind of newspaper, newspaper reading that newspaper, and you simply ask, what is all this information about? I have to simply say that my dad is not into stock trading and into, not into investing all this stuff. So yeah. I was simply curious to get to know all this, all these issues. And uh, this was the very first beginning when I had the touch, the first touch with the markets, financial markets. And from mm -hmm. year to year, started trading stocks, especially when it comes to that new markets area, 1990s, 1999, 2000, yeah. crazy, crazy things going on. Companies, you know, to yourself skyrocketing yeah. prices <laughs> so that was a very first beginning uh, regarding um, stuff like uh, single stocks uh, and F fx for example so for an exchange started something like around 2004 and uh, especially broadened that stuff when i went to new york city for a company for a venture capital company and i spoke to a lot of a lot of people a lot of people from that area traders from foreign exchange desks investors and when I, everywhere when I got the chance to, to have something like cocktail receptions or some kind of meetings from analysts mm. where I just simply went to and was really glad that I was invited to. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that was the very first beginning. Simply burning yeah. for financial markets, being interested from, from, from night to day and from day to night. Yeah. I mean, this is very interesting and i think it also it's very important because you know you start as retail trader having you know some thoughts about making making you know, following your own ideas but then eventually starting off becoming institutional but now as far as i know you're back on the retail side just doing everything on your own of course all your services you offer but yeah. you're back on the retail side and away again from from new york city and um, from from this basis so when when it comes to to really follow that road, and you mentioned this, that that this passion, would you consider this passion for markets is really a prerequisite to to move on, or is it something like where you feel like, oh well, it's a job like any other? Well, uh, to 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 answer the second part of the question, yes, it's, it is a job. You need to think about that like it is a job. 
it's nothing yeah. like gambling or nothing like private private stuff you you simply do from one hour to the next hour and then you do something else uh, so yeah. i would see just be real just do that do that for for some circumstances for some for some reason and mm -hmm. uh, the other thing is getting getting prepared uh, being being let's say being something like like taking this for real how would i express that one especially when it comes to you start a day you start a day like like preparing your your views on the market your setups possibly you need to do that you you can't simply step into the market having just a coffee and uh, that's it and step into a, one trade and that's that's for sure so that's right. not the way it works i would say respect respect the discipline mm -hmm. so these two words simply the the two most important things i think yeah yeah i mean why do you why do we need to have respect I mean, in general, if you compare it to the job, maybe you should have respect for your customer or for your boss, for your manager, things like that. But what do you have to respect as a trader? As a trader, in my opinion, you have to respect that the market consists of a lot of high-frequency trading systems, a lot mm -hmm. of high professionals with tools and computer systems and velocity. You simply can't compete as a real from a real a retail trader's perspective. So yeah. in case you think you might be able to trade the scalping style or whatever, I would simply say no, because uh, uh, the, the latency of, of, of high professional trading systems is so enormous, is so fast. In a blink of an eye, everything is done for them back and forth. And yeah. you simply start thinking about entering a setup. So <laughs> I would say this is, my, this is the reason I simply switched from that a little bit of faster approach I, I used to have uh, when I was a little bit younger. Uh, to that swing trading to position trading style because simply something like it's better for your own health i guess <laughs> something like yeah. um, you know, cool down think about what you're doing have something like a little bit more um yeah let's a slower approach mm -hmm. uh, be able to to have some more research not only the the technical aspects sometimes the fundamental aspects or the sentiment on top so this is something i would say as a mixed style so something like your interdisciplinary analysis approach mm -hmm. so this is uh, yeah i mean that's an, an interesting point you mentioned like you have all the algorithms going on and you have all the professionals while while retail traders just think about should i click the mouse everything is done already so when I look at the markets right now and, you know, everybody's talking about this prop trading and everybody wants to be rich quick and all this stuff. So is there really a chance for also a newcomer in trading to survive this game being intraday, being scalping? Can you really compete? What do you think? Well, it, 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 it really depends some sort of time frame uh, so mm -hmm. in my case i already told you that swing trading to position trading approach and i would simply say something like well t slow down a little bit mm -hmm. have a look at the longer term charts for example the four hour or daily charts mm -hmm. and i always explain that uh, especially when it comes to some webinars for clients i always explain them just try to take one step back yes something uh, I, I simply explain that with that kind of an, an impressionist uh, picture being 
absolutely in front of the picture, you don't see anything. You only see some dots, some colors maybe. And yet, yeah. the more you get back, the more you see the picture. And I simply try to to explain them in case you want to see some trends and uh, yeah. some 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 sort of more information from from the chart technical aspects. Just step back a little bit from the time frames and go into the one hour or four hour or even daily perspective, so you can you are able to see some kind of a trend move. Mm. Otherwise, you don't see anything. I mean, you, where is a trend in a five minute chart or a one minute chart? Yeah, you have one too, but it's a one minute chart trend. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know that's that's something a lot of people worry and struggle about because it's something you feel like, yeah, I have op to open a chart and basically it's true. So you open the chart and you see the moves and you see an uptrend, a downtrend, sideways market. So you see all of this. But if you're on a one-minute chart, it doesn't mean anything apart from that what you see right now. But in the broader picture, it doesn't happen at all and nobody cares. So that's, that's basically the question. If people go for all these challenges and... You know, like everything that happens really if you go to TikTok or some somewhere else where people are really showing off, hey, I do click, I do click, done. Is this really the game to play or is it uh, like, it's a lot of fake and showing off? What do yeah, you it's a lot of showing off and fake. And uh, I guess this is quick, uh, getting rich, quick schemes like, like sitting on top of a Ferrari or Lamborghini in Dubai. It's the picture some people show on TikTok or even on Instagram and all these kind of social media channels. When it comes to trading, and I think this is a, a dirty game. A dirty game. Of mm -hmm. course, uh, everybody needs to talk about losses and uh, be real. Everybody who's only talking about winners, this is kind of fake. Because when it comes to trading, you have a lot of losses to survive. Yeah. And then that's that's some some kind of a topic. It's called psychology and the, the psycho effects of trading. And if you you're not able to manage that kind of a psycho effect with yourself, mm -hmm. then you're already done. And I think I think the the most important thing is uh, every time you simply try to get into a new setup, it's always a fight with your own psychology, with your own psycho stuff, because uh, you you need to to be able to to stop being greedy, or to to stop being um, yeah less frightened or uh, of something, just yeah. to act a little bit of smart. Uh, when it comes to losses, uh, I always explain people and doing that for a lot of years uh, via Twitter, my Twitter FX Dirk feed or also post losses so when there's something going completely against me and I'm not I'm not willing to stand against that I simply mm -hmm. say well this is a loss take the loss before it's it's over and this is one thing I always explain to new buyers as well everybody started with a lot of losses myself I started with crashing two accounts but if you compare that with other traders maybe from the institutional sides it was my own money I shredded my own money and not yeah. the money of some clients. Yeah. So this is a different kind of learning. It's 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 a painful way of learning. Losing your own money. It is. It, it <laughs> definitely is. I mean, we're sitting in the same boat here. So I think, yeah, at least it's two times, maybe it's three times. But now discussing some numbers, it's, it's like, yeah, it's something you can afford to, to lose, whatever this means. You know, like, let's say, let's two, three or 4,000 euro dollar. And if you have a job, and this job is quite okay, keep it like this, you can make this back with a job, but still it it sucks, <laughs> honestly speaking, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But it's a good learning. And it's true, if you have other people's money, 
You know, like you're having the, oh, it, it was just a mistake. So sorry. But it's not my money, you know. Oof. No, it's not nice. And you don't learn anything because you just get fired and you just have any, there's no no reason to learn and, and question yourself. So it's it's a huge difference, I think, right? So, well, in, and on top of that, I would say there are, of course, there are a lot of institutional traders who are really good. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt about that. But in case you're something like an institutional trader trading for, for a client's money and, and simply shredding money, of course, it depends on your on your colleague who tells you, well, this was the third or the fourth time in a row. Now you got to stop or you're simply out. If that mm-hmm. is the case in that kind of a company, well, it's, it's, it's obviously is a good company. But you know it yourself, a lot of companies out there, they possibly don't stop. They simply trade, overtrade, whatever they do, <laughs> and the, the whole money is gone, or 40, 50, 60, 70% of the, of the client's money is gone. So that's not a good commercial for that kind of a company. Yeah, definitely it, it is. And yeah, so, so the question is, what is the best way to go? And speaking of, you said you, you switched from scalping and over the time, you went more and more into swing trading, which is end of day, most mostly, I guess, which is most convenient and it's not so time consuming. So what what, was, what would you suggest for somebody who, who just wants to start and really want to see how it works? Going from day to day is quite, well, you know, boring, put it this way. Well, yes, uh, a, a lot of uh, expressions would fit into that, like boring, boring and boring. And yeah. did I say boring? Well, it is boring for someone observing mm-hmm. that, but that kind of a, of an attitude, you say it is boring, is maybe the danger some new buyers have. They think they need yeah. to have action. They think they need to have to do something, and they tend yeah. to, to, to overtrade all the time, or mm-hmm. they, they tend to take too much risk and, and do something like revenge trades. When it comes to losses, they simply want to get them back immediately, and these kind of revenge trades kill them. And uh, of course, I'm speaking about all these issues I, I once had myself. Mm-hmm. And when I when I when I sp- speak to 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 clients, for example, when it comes to brokers, some webinars, I, I always tell them using some some kind of technical indicators. For example, the relative strength index. It's one of my yeah. most beloved ones. And of course, something like EMA 100 or 200. And if you see them in combination with the relative strength index, for example, on a daily basis, and mm-hmm. something like measuring, simply having the picture that this kind of a stock or that kind of a currency pair is, is, is extremely off from that kind of an average, and especially the RSI is simply oversold. So that kind of a combination gives you some kind of, let's say, confidence to step in with the first, with the first trade. So something like dipping the toe into the cold water and try to find out how it works. And later right, on, right. maybe you're kind of you're convinced and that kind of a bottom you already fished is, mm-hmm. is going the right way. So this is something like really, which, which really helps. You could compare, uh, combine that with MACD as well. You mm-hmm. could combine that with a lot of other stuff if you like, like, like Fibonacci retracements. Or pivot points. Like Bollinger bands, like I yeah, okay. This is something <laughs> I, I I simply don't like. Everybody has some some kind of his, his own babies, uh, of course. But uh, if you see that in combination, I, I simply tend to to tell them try to use that and try to figure out if you can simply 
see some signals for you, setups for you with, that, with the help of these kind of indicators of that picture, but mm -hmm. do not use too much. Mm -hmm. So I see, I see, sometimes I see charts, they are so overloaded with, with so many indicators, lines, channels, whatever you see, you yeah. don't see anything anymore. You, you, have, you really have uh, issues with seeing where is the stock right now? Where is the right, that's the right move right now. So it's yeah. too much. So less is more, I guess. Mm -hmm. And patience. Always yeah. try to sit on your hands. I try to do that myself. Sometimes I still have the, the feeling, oh, uh, possibly this is a, the nice move right now. Possibly I should try to, 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 to start that kind of a setup right now, that, that entry point right now. And then suddenly I tell myself, well, I should, I should wait, let's say for FOMC minutes, or I should yeah. wait for some official economic data, what is going on. So yeah, possibly yeah. that kind of data is dragging that kind of a stock or that kind of a currency per more down to an even better starting point for me. Yeah. So now let's put these things together because I, I really find it interesting. So you say, well, yes, of course, I'm doing the swing trades. Naturally, it's more like at the end of the day, like when markets close and everything is, is just a setup. But still, it's just really important also to understand. But still, you're sitting in front of your screen during the market hours, watching everything carefully, analyzing, seeing where some some where will the moves will go. And as far as I understand, you still willing to open a small portion of a trade just to see how it works, but not really in terms of being really short term, just having a few pips or points or cent, whatever, but really going for the bigger move during a couple of days. Did I guess this right? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, that's that's uh, the version. Just uh, I can live with that kind of approach. Um, in the case, for example, let's let's have some 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 kind of a some kind of an example. So yeah. uh, just just uh, one trade, for example, one trade example was a stock I rarely touch because uh, that kind of stocks like Lufthansa mostly mm -hmm. suck. <laughs> But in, 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 in terms of relative strength index on the daily and weekly basis, this stock was on a daily almost in direction to be single digit. Mm -hmm. uh, on, on a weekly, it was 11 and 12. So this is so dramatically oversold. And of course, for some reason, we all know that what happened in, in Israel, Palestine. So yeah. that was the reason mostly that this kind of a sector was really trashed down, beaten down the road. So mm -hmm. this is something like a trade, like 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 a reversal trade. You think about this is something I possibly could grab right now. Right. So this was a one portion of the trade scenario. When you simply mm -hmm. start, let's say you you start with 100 or 200 stocks, mm -hmm. and you simply add into that. Yeah. Yeah. So and then the turnaround suddenly comes. When it comes to managing that trade, sometimes I tend to overreact too fast and take the chips off the table. Oh, so really? I tend to uh, to take the winners a little bit too fast. <laughs> well, that's let's name it a kind of a luxurious problem, maybe. <laughs> but I tend to take them too fast, and and, and yeah, sometimes, yeah. sometimes later on, maybe well, I I could have, I should have. Well, well, that's a that's a typical stuff you 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 shouldn't do. Uh, oh, you nice. Put that out, it's done. Yeah. So then yeah. that's the next scenario you need to concentrate on, and and. Because uh, people... now we're talking now we're talking fear, greed, and regret. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah, and that's this is something. This is something that nowadays, uh, or especially the, the the last years, when platforms, when it comes to platforms, when everything went into the right direction for private traders as well, then you got so many tools taking that kind of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that kind of that kind of a platform using like like t- taking profits to mm-hmm. just to 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 hammer that kind of a line somewhere. This is my point where I simply want to exit. No matter what happens, and I'm 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 not there. I'm not in front of the platform. I'm not in front of my in front of my screens. So this is the line of my exit, and this is something, mm-hmm. of course, which stops your greed, your personal problems. You simply use the platform and the techno the technological approach uh, to simply uh, get rid of all these kind of greedy problems. Mm-hmm. Let's discuss management because you mentioned management already. So and what. When you talk about your your approach and how you enter the markets, and when I follow this, I just visualize some kind of chart. I see markets going down. Then I see how the indicators and the oscillators, they just move into overbought or oversold in that case. So they are oversold. You feel like, okay, now it's time to enter the markets. This means you open a part of your general position just to feel how cold the water is. And then... What? So where's your stop loss? How do you manage losses in that case? As well, it appears you don't have a hard stop that time, right? First of all, you, you got your, your mental your mental stop loss first. Um, that's right. So you, mm-hmm. you need to be aware of the fact how, how deep is this kind of a stock going far down the road in case you, you want to think about, oh, well, I simply touched the wrong point. I need to exit that immediately. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to that first step, I would say after 5%, it's done. If there is a position already, a position built into that, into that, yeah, you thought about a reversal in, in about that strategy. You, you thought about that this is uh, going up to the last wave when it comes where it came from. So that is something like it. It is goes to ten percent minus. You simply kick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When it comes to to where to to take profits or what to check it uh, from the from the from the from the chart te- technical perspective, you see a chart from for example, let's draw some some chart like a like a single stock, and you see there was a wave, and suddenly there was a sell off, and going really down into the oversold territory. And you you mm-hmm. simply touch that one. Everybody tells you don't catch a falling knife, but someone needs to, otherwise it's not working. So, so you, yep. you simply buy this kind of a reversal try. Uh, you see that you see that picture, of course, more to the left, and see where it came from. So there was yep. another another touch, another wave to to uh, to the former reversal, and you simply see, okay, this is my goal. It comes mm-hmm. back to that kind of a wave, to the bottom of that wave. So right. this is my target. And when it comes, especially to FX, like a euro US dollar, or a, yeah, especially a euro US dollar, uh, have mm-hmm. a look at the daily or four-hour charts, and you see these waves. And when it comes to reversal moves, or um, let's kind of uh, name it this way, a wave back always goes to the last low of the of the former wave. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Check check your charts out there, and uh, you will see it, it's really the way. Combinations with technical approaches, of course, you could add sentiments, I told you before, you could add some fundamentals, and especially maybe if people are capable capable of doing so, and if they have the ability of using that, they could add order, order books, orders, option yeah. expiries, whatever they like to add 
which yeah. is useful for them. Yeah. They need to figure out what kind of stuff works for them. Mm-hmm. Some Something is working for me, that doesn't mean it works for you. Yeah, let me add something, because yeah. it's it's obvious that it's not you're not talking about hard stop except like minus five minus ten percent but i I feel like it's really important and necessary also to say for for audience that the position sizing here is very very important this is the key i guess right yeah when it comes to to, to opening positions um let's let's for example spread that in two divisions one is the, the cfd or let's say the the, the margin trading, the other one, the other side is the investing, which is without any kind of margin, where there's real stocks buying without any kind of a financial help out there or proper yeah. whatever. This is this is a big difference, of course, because yeah. you are able, if you know there is background, you you will be able to feed some position and you still have money to feed in. That yeah. is something which convinces you and gives you a lot, lot of positive psychological effects, of course. If you do yeah. something like marginal trading and, and, and be a, aware of the fact that, oh, this is something like uh, uh, I need to be aware this kind of a drag down will kill my position and will possibly uh, have effects on my total margin uh, out yeah. there. So, of course, this is a big difference. And uh, I always tell people, like, like try to do the, 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 the small trades, small trades when it comes to position sizing in, 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 in comparison to your account, doing like a 1% risk is a lot already doing like 0.5% risk yeah. 0.25 is maybe way better for your own psychological effects for your yeah. of course for your account and of course on the other side the profits are not that big of course that is the fact but you possibly survive just because of the reason there's not too much pressure on you yeah but that's the problem is the profits are not so big how can you ever make it well, you can trade for a living unless you're already rich, whatever rich means. But, you know, let's say unless you have, like, let's say at least $100,000. Let's put this on the table. So so how can you ever make it? So as, as a retail trader, you're literally screwed because either you have already your money, but why should you be a trader then? You know, that might be some, some thinking of other people. Or you're, you you want to be wealthy and you want to start but you don't have so much money so you have to take over more risks and now we're talking again about being scalper or being swing trader right so so what 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 is the solution here i'm totally against that getting rich fast schemes as i told you and mm-hmm. of course you you are on the same side <laughs> when it when it when it comes when it comes to 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 beginners and and they tend to have the the thoughts about I want to get rich with trading. I think this is the first mistake they make. I think um, I think from my from my perspective, <clears throat> it is not the way of getting rich. It is to the way of staying wealthy, of getting interest, of mm-hmm. earning interest every day. So yeah. I'm not willing. I'm not willing to be the one parking 10k or 50k at the bank for a ridiculous amount of interest rates when I can get something like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking about fifty percent or one hundred percent and whatever is out yeah. there. Um, screaming, right. screaming. I'm speaking about a, a, a let's say a ten percent interest mm-hmm. every year. If you manage that, you're really good. You're if already you, better than most of the fund managers. 
Yeah, if you do that every year, you're really good. And this, the, the only the only approach I, in my opinion, have, I simply want, do, do not want to lose money because mm -hmm. I worked for that. I yeah, don't yeah. want to get it killed just by the effects of inflation. We all saw that negative effects uh, the last 12 to, to, to 18 months, what, what was happening. And mm -hmm. people people were not able to to compensate that somewhere. Yeah, they they, they simply lost money. And in, in case they they have some kind of a nice fund with a four or five percent interest, well, that's nice for them. But in fact, they they still had a negative performance because of inflation. Yeah. yeah. So in my yeah. my opinion, simply keeping keeping that kind of uh, of a, of a money, and and in, in fact of 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 telling someone who who starts who starts into trading and then wants to to build up wealth maybe yeah. he's better maybe he's better positioned in in doing something like a mix between a trading and an investing approach mm -hmm. so not taking the single risk on a single stock which is possibly a total loss one day yeah. but taking those those bigger those bigger stuff like like indices and trying to figure out with the help of technical indicators like the relative strength index, like MECD or whatever, to write something like a trend and to try to buy when everybody is screaming and to try to sell when everybody is absolutely happy and wants more and more and more. So this typical, yeah, it sounds so easy. Buy the fear and sell the greed. I mean, this is always people are talking about. But in fact, in fact, it's 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 all you know yourself about seasonal stuff. And it's the same again this year. Even in that kind of a atmosphere, it's it's the same this year. End of yeah. October, the wave started. Last year, October, mid of October to end of October, the wave up started. Yeah, it is. It is not uh, something like um, rocket science. Just no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> of course, you have to do your homework, right? So yeah. you have to see really what, what happened in the past. It might happen right now, and it might happen in the future again. So this is something. And yeah, I totally agree. Like selling the, you know, selling the greed and buying the fear is exactly, exactly what you're doing when you're looking for oversold or overbought and entering the markets piece by piece and just, you know, just building positions up and uh, building positions down. You know, like maybe, maybe when it comes when it comes to trading, we we spoke about some single stock trading and indices. Maybe it's 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 useful to to tell our new buyers as well. They should simply stick to very liquid markets. So don't try to figure out whatever chart technical approach with penny stocks. I saw such a lot of stuff the last years. People are analyzing some illiquid stocks with chart technical approaches, and I mean this makes no sense. If you have something like a, a DAX 40 stock or a, a Dow Jones or S&P 500 stock, very liquid stocks, of course, that yeah. makes sense. And it is very useful to to step into these kind of markets, I would say. Sure. And of sure. course, for, for for new buyers, it is very ex important to, to lower your costs to yeah. be able to have a small winner because so many people out there, they, 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 they buy stocks, and they have so high fees. Still, they have too much high fees. Yeah. And that kills their performance. Just that kind of thing I wanted to add. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, there are so many, you know, there, there are so many things that come come to mind because there are so so many different worlds when it comes to trading, which appear 
interesting for people like short term, mid term, long term, like scalping, swing trading, investing, like forex, CFDs, you know, like all the leverage products, futures, like stocks, or you go with ETFs, you know, for a little bit more long term, maybe. So I always try to figure out what is what is best for for a trader trying to start trying to make a living. I'm not just talking about people who want to invest and you know just go for the for the pension funds, but people who really want to make a living, like lose that the changing their daily job for a trading job. But it's not that easy, isn't it? No, it's not. You know, it's not easy at all. And I need to to add that as a very important information. Of course, I'm doing that full time, but full time doesn't mean that I'm only gaining money or only getting money from the from trading. So that's right. not the only point where I get money from. Maybe that is a big difference when it comes to trading. A lot of people live from trading and and say um, possibly they. Yeah, well, they, they, they make a living and, and, and it's working the, the 12th month of the year. So, of course, this is, this is, this is a, a tough game. Be real. You need a, a really big account. I would say a six, a minimum, a six digit account yeah. when it comes to daily gains. When it makes sense, you need to pay expenses. You have a living. You need to yeah. pay possibly rent. You need to go for dinner or whatever you have. Maybe there's someone or two or three mouths to feed and whatever happens. So there needs to be uh, some real thoughts behind that when you step into that. And if you have something like a six-digit account, let's say 200K or 250K, you're starting with, you're able to starting to start with, well, that's a nice position to start. Yeah. True. But uh, you can't make a living from a 10K account. That's not working. Yeah. And again, even though you have like, let's say, 250K, dollar, euro, whatever. And you you were mentioning, yeah, if you have 10%, you're already very good. But turns out it's 25K. Yeah, well, yeah, I told you. Before I told tax, you. which is at you. the end of the day, nothing. Yes, <laughs> right? yes. Well, totally, and this is this is something uh, when it gets real, then pe- people say they, they they simply only live from 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 trading. They need to take more risk. That's the mm-hmm. one version, mm-hmm. or they need to have bigger accounts. That's the other by version. definition. Yeah, by yeah. definition. Yeah, and you know that's why I really love to to have all these discussions with colleagues because how how really how to solve this puzzle and how to really make trading work for everybody. There is no solution, obviously, but. It's it's really important to understand for everybody who wants to join us to know what he's about or she, of course, right? So so what what this game is about? It's it's not about click click rich. It's about click ooh click okay ooh okay 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 <laughs> right something like this. Yeah, but it's not about being being you know just from scratch being that successful. Money's coming in like crazy, and you don't have to worry about anything anymore. No, that's not the case. That's not the case, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's something really. It's it's kind of mission for me to make sure that everybody understands what he's into when we talk about trading. And I also like appreciate your openness to say, yeah, of course, it's part. And the same is true for me, obviously. I mean, I have so many things going on with services and also coaching, training. It's all part of trading. 
And the same is true for you, right? Because you're an analyst, you publish analysis, and you, you do a lot of services as well. So what, what are you doing beside your own trading? Yeah, so besides um, besides trading, uh, as you already told, um, um, doing that for a couple of clients, I'm speaking about institutional clients, so I don't have private clients. I don't have anyone to, to coach from a private perspective, so there's no one calling me, hey, I need some help, could you please uh, give me some kind of a hint where what kind of a market I should trade? That's not my yeah. business. Uh, the clients are brokers, you already know them, um, of course, a couple of you work with them as well. Um, from the German market or the European market perspective, and that makes sense for my for my for my business. Uh, so that's a B two B approach, uh, which is yeah. kind of more comfy. And besides that, uh, sometimes I'm, I'm arguing and I'm being angry about being a landlord. So that's not an easy game in Germany right now. <laughs> so all this kind of stuff is something like I would say, uh, put your life and your balance or your finance on a couple of food. Uh, so you have one, three or four or five ways to, to have money flows uh, to broaden that kind of stuff, which is very important if some kind of, yeah, let's say one food is breaking apart then you are not cooked, you're not done. So you will survive. Yeah. So that's the most important thing of broadening, being some kind of entrepreneur and thinking about that from that kind of perspective. Right. So to break it down, if I if I just want to start, let's say I've I have this this so called ten thousand k account, and I feel like yeah I, I do my homework, I learn about technical analysis, and I do learn about strategy, psychology, all the stuff that that needs to be learned either way. And then I feel like, yeah, I want to go into this industry. I want to be retail, retail trader, but I also want to offer some kind of services. So what is the way to follow? Is it like talking to brokers with banks? Is it just offering services? What, what do you suggest? So the first approach is, of course, finding um, a useful broker for your approach with a very, or let's say mostly a low fees mm -hmm. if that is possible if it's not working with a fee model so ecn model or whatever you name it you possibly use some kind of a big name with a, a good support a german support for example from that kind of area here or from your la a country a country support you need yeah. to have help desks if something is not working well you need to have you need to have some some kind of a backup for yourself you should use some some kind of a, a trustful trustful institution where you, you should know where the money is put mm -hmm. um, regarding segregated accounts, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. You, need to, you need to know this is this kind of a, a useful regulation, uh, a regulation which is really worth the name regulation. For mm -hmm. example, the Financial Conduct Authority in London or uh, the yeah. BaFin in Germany or CSSF in Luxembourg or whatever, naming mm -hmm. that kind of, let's say, um, um, re regulations. So that makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it makes sense not to be, uh, I don't want to call out names, uh, but it makes sense not to, to use that for a very first touch with the markets with some kind of not so old institutions. So it, mm -hmm. it should be something like a broker, which is in the business, maybe even more than just one decade. Established. Established. That's the word, right? right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. And and then I feel like, you know, it's also people can follow different paths and, and follow different roads. So then feel like 
yeah, we, we we offer services, obviously, you know, to brokers, B2B. We offer services B2C. But there are people coming up, well, let's have a Telegram group. I sell signals to anybody, you know. Maybe that's not really the road to follow if, if you want to really make a living. I mean, you, this is getting rich quick sometimes. But I'm not sure if it's really the right way to go or to follow or if it's better to, to offer some serious stuff to the people who really right. make the difference. And right. as, a, as, as I told before, this is something like um, in, in case you have the ability of, of doing your own research and you understand what you're doing and you have that right. kind of uh, approach, you, you, you build it up yourself. The way you do research, the way you step into a trade, the way you use indicators and stuff like that, and it makes sense to to build that up on your own and to 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 trust your own research, yeah. to be confident what you already put up, and not yeah. only simply following some kind of a guru out there. It's not uh, even if I have a lot of followers on Twitter, I'm not naming myself. I would never do that. Being something mm-hmm. like an ex guru or whatever. Failures, losses happen to me as well. And people are following and simply adapting and, and copying trades uh, from me. And and, and and later on, they, they simply uh, tell me, hey, you shredded my money. I didn't invite you to follow my trades. All I do is just calling out what I do. True. So yeah, that's but, a I mean, big difference. That's a big difference. And, and of course, people are maybe sometimes they're lazy. They don't want to think and they don't want to work themselves and simply uh, try to push that to someone else else uh, this kind of a person later on is guilty when it didn't work so it's True. your own money it's your own pressing yeah. the buttons it's you yeah. you are guilty when it, when it when it comes to losses it's a very very important point also to understand when it comes to buying services or following people i mean youtube is bursting with those people same is tiktok instagram twitter telegram you name it everybody you know so mm-hmm. I think the biggest problem is that people don't want to take over responsibility for their losses because it's 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 too devastating to feel like I suck in trading, you know. I lost the money. Hey babe, I lost the money. You know what? He lost our money. It's even more comfortable, right? Yeah. And you don't you know you don't gotta get all the all the pain. You can just pass it over to somebody else. I think this is a huge misconception when it comes to trading. Yes, yes, it is, and especially when it, when it comes to people like um, they 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 tend to 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 mix up trading with gambling, and they try just to put some money on the table and try to double it. This is not the way to start trading. This has nothing to do with trading, and this has nothing to do with investing on top of that. <laughs> so you simply need to be aware. You put your own money, you fund an account, you start your first setups, you feel it, the mm-hmm. the, the kind of a psychological pressure on yourself, on your own bones, yeah. on your own soul. You have, yeah. you need to work with that. you got to live with that. But if, right. before you do that with your own money, you probably do something like a three to six month try uh, and error game with demo, a demo account, for example, to just to figure out that kind of a financial feeling, if there is something like a financial feeling in yourself, if you have something like the affinity to to be with that kind of a market. Could yeah. you be really successful so su- successful when it comes to yeah. trading demos and crashing one demo account after another? Probably mm-hmm. not. So if you change to real money, this won't get better. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Yeah, yeah. It's it's we're running circus a bit because I always try to, to to figure out how really coming up with 
a small account, being professional and disciplined, making money, but not just like, you know, like this 10%, which is already good, but not enough for for decades, not enough. So might prop trading be the right way to go? What do you think? Well, it's a kind of a new, well, it's not that new, but it's, it's, it's coming up month after month in the last quarter, I guess. It's, it got more and more extreme. I had the feeling. I don't know yeah. how you, you think about it, but everywhere you just check some websites or whatever, you see some kind of advertising for prop companies. And, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't know about all that kind of their processes, how to enter that and, and uh, mm. what do you need to, to achieve to get uh, the, the first step of prop, uh, prop trading firms money. I don't know yeah. about that. Yeah. Maybe it's working for them. Of course, they, they obviously, they make a good money, a good share of that. People are working for them. People are trading for them. They get a nice share and uh, other ones. Possibly in the end of the day, are not that lucky uh, from one day to another. Maybe they shredded the account and maybe they need to pay back. I don't know how it works. I simply don't know how it works. I uh, simply didn't figure that out because I was never interested in doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's too tempting, you know. So because we feel like I don't go anywhere with my 10K or 15 or 50, you know, I, I will I will just sit there and get a couple here, a couple there. But, you know, I cannot make a living. But then having the opportunity to get, you know, money from somebody else, having a funded account, let's say 250000 and, you know, all the game changes immediately. This is what it, it looks like. But, of course, it doesn't look like this for everybody. Once again, it's just a small amount of people really just making it and being able to get this funded account, being able to stay alive the whole time and really making money out of this. So once again... Yeah, well, let's be real. I mean, you see it yourself every time you open a, a website from a broker mm-hmm. in Europe. Uh, that's the the ESMA rule. You see that percentage of these clients are losing money. You see yes. that every time you, you just click on the, the on the website, you see that... Uh, from quarter to quarter, the, the percentages are changing, but yes. you see something like percentage points between 65 and even some uh, worst cases, 90%. So imagine 90% or let's name it 80%, whatever, 70 is, 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 is far enough. Uh, they are losing money when trading. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you are the lucky, you are the lucky bastard belonging to the other side. Even if you yeah. don't earn too much, you're not losing. That's yeah. the first pot you gain. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but it it is the way it is. If you, in case you open something and you always have, have the feeling as a new buy, oh, I start into that kind of a setup. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm I'm simply ten minutes in the market and I'm way down deep in the red. What happened? Yeah, uh, and you always have the feeling and and and, and that kind of a first first thought of new buys. Oh, the broker is guilty. That's the one. It must yeah. be the broker. It's someone yeah. else. It's not me. What did I do wrong? <laughs> yeah. I got the wrong signal with the wrong broker. <laughs> yeah. And everything, every, everyone is, 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 is the one who is guilty, but never, it's never yourself, never you. Right. So, yeah. and, and the first step, the first learning is it is you. Yeah. It is always you. You are pressing the button. You choose the broker. You choose the platform. You choose the way of funding your account. You choose the version. Am I an investor or a trader or doing mm-hmm. both? You mm-hmm. always choose. You are, you, are, you are the person responsible. Take res- responsibility for your own money, but do it right. 
and don't gamble. So that, it, it, it sounds easy, but in, in fact, just try to be real and, and be honest to yourself and try to, to figure out which kind of a trading style fits, which kind of a time frame fits for you. And maybe it's working better the next day, in the next weeks. Yeah. This is the only thing I could say. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. And and yeah, again, it's always it's always the same question. How can I really succeed in this business? How can I really make a living as a trader, as a starting trader? How can I make a living with not so much money? How can I evolve? How can I get better? You know, all these questions. And as as a last topic, let's discuss psychology a little bit more. And let's, just... let's mix. Let's let's mix that. Uh, your 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 first attempt of that question with your with your commencing question. You will be coming up in yeah. a couple of seconds at least. Yeah. How can I survive and how can I add and how can I build up? Um, is simply the the answer is taking chips off the table from time to time. Not over right. not overreacting. Not trying to ride out winners and to ride it more and ride and ride the horse until the horse is dead and falling apart. And this is something like I do myself. I'm not only telling them, um, uh, let's say one account, a 50K account. And this is a 50K account. I made the 10% last mm-hmm. year and this year. So mm-hmm. I'm only doing that because I'm just taking that that winners off. Yeah. I'm not overreacting. Okay, they could be running further down the road. Of course they could, but I simply took that out. Mm-hmm. So then you are simply feeding into some other setup or you simply start a new setup. Yeah. But always 100 bucks here, 500 bucks there, building that stuff up. And then at the end of the year, you, you suddenly have 10% for the whole account. This is mm-hmm. the way, building it up. Yeah. There's no big figure trade waiting for you immediately. And this one is running into the whatever 50% or 100%. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, nice. This is very rare, I would yeah. say. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's true. It's true. So and this also answers the, the, the question of what you already said, that you put off, you know, some money from the table you know, once in a while, whenever things are appear. And it's a decision you have to make. And which brings us to psychology again. You know, we're talking fear, greed, revenge, regret, all this stuff. And discipline is also some kind of psychology, obviously, because it's part of of the personality and and behavior, but so so maybe in a nutshell, what do I have to really take care of as as a trader from your point of view? Well, if, um, regarding that psychological effects and that kind of settlement, uh, which is something like is to see that in combination, is really watch out what is going on out there with the big bo- big boys with the big flows, so the big right. money flows. And of course, it's not very healthy to to be a 100% against the big money flows or the possible next money flows coming in regarding seasonality, regarding that when it comes to to, to high professional traders calling out their positions because they they need to. They need Mm -hmm. to file. They need to file their positions. Excuse me. And the the bigger they are, of course, the the more they are visible for others. I always had that had that kind of a seminar, for example, at the World of Trading as well, for COT data, one part of the story, for example. And if you are into that and, and you 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 kind of like to swim with the masses, with the big boys, well that's yeah. makes sense. But if you if you try to to find a, a reversal or something like anticipation of a of a 
of a reversal, you're prob probably screening that kind of CT data as well. Uh, it, it even works for, for FX from time to time. And it makes sense to just observe that as well. When, when, when you see the, the, for example, managed money is, is going massively, going massively short. So, so massively that you, have, you simply doubt that this is going further down the road and you try to anticipate that there is a reversal just around the corner. So this yeah. makes, this makes sense. And this makes you a little bit more confident, I guess. And in case you have research ability to do that your own and to find that out on your own, well, that, yeah. that makes you even more confident, I guess. Trust your research. Trust your own research. And don't let a fuzzle in all that social media crap and whatever is coming in on your feed, on your social media feeds or whatever news feeds somewhere. I don't want to spread negativity about people writing about columns. We do it ourselves. But of yeah. course, you need to, 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 to pick out the right ones. You know, this is bullshit. This is serious. You yeah. need to know which is the good source. Where is the good source for me? The source I can trust, something like that. Yeah, well said. And looking at, wow, we already made one hour. So, <laughs> so, so in the end, in the end of the day, there was no pressure and it was a good talk. So, so uh, it's time. That's is what it is. Fast. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much then for, for all your insights, your My wisdom, pleasure. your experience. And I'm pretty sure we'll continue this one day again. And so once again, thank you so much for sharing and uh, well, see and talk to you next time. Thanks. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Willan. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's already it. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and you took away some learnings for your personal trading. If you want to learn more, about me, about my interview partners, if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one coaching or even get into a training course with me or my interview partners, just get into the show notes and follow one of all these links you find there and then I will be happy to hear and see you again. Your Wieland Alt.